Say open heaven. Say we're under an open heaven. Now we've heard many messages about the open heaven. And I want to help you because this is what God is doing. A part-time Christian cannot fight a full-time devil. Now, now, for most people, God is a Sunday morning thing. While it's a seven day a week, 24-7. Now, now, I can tell you experiences and greatness and what God is doing. And uh, last night at the Bible school graduation, there was, uh, everybody stood out, but there was two witnesses or testimonies and uh, because I'm not going to give the names, you will never know who they are. Uh, years ago, we were in the front page, and we've been many times in the newspaper, but not for bad stuff, and in magazines and whatever. And Lancel was standing with a little boy, three, four years old, on her hip, uh, while the newspaper had right up, and we called him 50 cents. Now, 50 cents, whenever he came out of the squatter camp, and... Uh, then he asked for 50 cents, and we didn't know whose parents was, and then the newspaper was there to do a write-up, I think it was in the xenophobia war, what we, um, the 21,000 meals while the people were burning, I put up a tent there at the center, and then the present people and rule come and burn our tent, and but we hide them in the city center, whatever we did. And um, now 50 cents had a bad story about his life. He was raped. He was in orphanages. He got on drugs. And then he came back to the Lord. He's a young adult man tonight or today. And last night he graduated from the Bible school. We had another testimony. We want to make a movie. Uh, one of the big producers contact me and, 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 and Grace Cake Television also. She was buried alive by the Muslim community. The police dogs had to sniff her out of a grave. She was their prostitute can tell you stories about stories. And this is not hearsay, welfare, documented. We took this person into a protection program. So many times you and I think we have situations. But I salute people like that. There's more detail about that I don't want to release here, you will cry if you find that out. And last night, when she walked off this platform, and I shook her hand, I said, whisper, I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Because I realize we are in that time frame where God is using people who came through the mill of life, who understand pain, heartaches, disappointments, 
where the drug lords can slaughter your daughter in front of you and cook her and you must eat her. Otherwise, this is stories, real stories. Many Christians live in La La Land. We in La La Land, we, Kumbaya, my Lord, Kumbaya. While there's people that walk a journey to accept that the Lord Jesus Christ and are forgiven and have a story to tell. And the reason I mention this, because many times you feel your story is bad until you hear somebody else's story then yours and mine sound like it's a cartoon while there's reality. And the reason is, Jesus helped us to understand a parable. Now, God never called us to be average. The open heaven people are people from impact. We cannot be average. Our nation is in trouble because of average. If you Google the stats, they say 85% is Christians in South Africa. And we are in big trouble because we don't move governments and we don't move communities and we don't move whatever. While God called you to be the salt and the light of the world. Never take your calling Lightly. The scary part, and how older I get, and you saw last night, I was actually annoyed that they've put up my age here, 49. I'm much younger than that. And uh, listen, people, what you will discover, you cannot, because one day we're going to stand before God. Now, the modern Christians doesn't believe that. There's a few teachings in this world that's scary. Number one, the local church is not necessary. And I am the church, and I understand what people say. But Christ is the head, and we the church. Because we are body parts of each other. And right to the seven churches, that was local churches. The local church is the vehicle God wants to use. Now all these rubbish that they say, no, I belong to the invisible church. Somebody told me that. I said, well, when you die, get the invisible pastor to bury you. They say, well, we belong to the global church. I understand that also. But there cannot be a global if there's not a local. Because the strategy the enemy wants to use, he wants to destroy the foundation. And This is a powerful thing when you understand when the foundation be destroyed. Psalm 11.3. Remove broken. What can the righteous do? So the enemy is after the foundation Jesus that we need to build on. Come on. The word. He's the cornerstone. Now the foundation. Do you see the foundation of the building? No. You see the building. 
But the building is only as powerful as the foundation is. And that's why we need to be and build on a strong foundation. For the open heaven walk under that. So that we can change the world. Now, now here Jesus gave a parable. And he called it the parable of the sower. And then he explained to us different areas where the seed came. Because the, the great thing of the blessing. Galatians chapter 3 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm redeemed. I, I'm redeemed. That means I'm purchased, I'm free. I am redeemed. Now, Deuteronomy, he says, Galatians says, so that I'm redeemed from the curse, so that the blessing of Abraham can come upon me. Then Deuteronomy 28 tells us about Abraham's blessing. Verse 1, if you hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord your God, all these blessings will come. And then it says, you're blessed in the city, the field, the basket, everything you touch. My word, he will open the heavens, the good storehouse above you. You will not have enough room. One way the enemy will come, seven ways he will flee. And he gives you all. But in verse 15 it says, if you not hearken and obey, then all these curses comes upon you. So curses come because I miss the instruction of God's will and plan over my life. Have you heard Jesus said, if you don't forgive somebody with your whole heart, you'll be hand over to the tormentors. Have, have you ever read a scripture like that? So it's not God handing you over. It's me not following what's the three things, the word of God, principles, promises, and prophecy. To get the prophecy in a manifestation, because every promise is a prophecy. Listen, I need to apply the principle. Give, and it shall be given to you. Help me, somebody. If you believe with your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. It's principles we operate by. And yet Jesus showed us Satan is after the foundation and the principles. And I promise you, he comes with strategy. He knows how dangerous you are. Look at somebody say, you load it. I can see it. You load it. You load it with gifts. You load it with the Holy Ghost. You load it with power. In your one hand, I see the sword of the Spirit. In the other hand, I see the shield of faith to quench all the fiery missiles of the enemy. I see you have a helmet of salvation. I see you have a breastplate of righteousness. I see your loin skirt with truth, Ephesians chapter 6. I see you have the shoes for the preparation of the gospel on. And you have prayer. That's why his instruction, he says in Ephesians chapter 16, he says, in conclusion, be strong, not weak, not defeated, not sorry that I'm alive. Be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. Be strong. Don't your neighbor say, your spiritual muscles are much bigger than your natural muscles. I tried to figure out I've got permanent gym membership in every virgin active in South Africa. And I can never understand how people have muscles like that. Now I know. They put a little valve in here and they stop at the garage and they say three bar. <laughs> Your spiritual muscles is pumped up this morning. Because Jesus said you, not another person, you will cast out devils. You will raise the dead. You will heal the sick. You will speak in new tongues. You, you will take up poisonous stuff and nothing will happen. The night, I was a Friday night in the prayer room at our big campus. And I heard the gunshots. And I'm busy praying there 10 o'clock at night. And Harry uh, van Niekerk ran into the prayer room and said... Your sister was just shot at the church gate. I ran. She was gone. She was dead. Two teenagers, 14 and 16, from Kayamandi came. They want to hijack her. And they shot her through the back of her head. The bullet went in, ripped open here. I came to the scene. She was dead. But I had a word. You will raise the dead. I grabbed her and I say, in Jesus' name, nothing happened. Second time, I shout out louder. And the third time, anointing of authority came upon me. And I command her spirit to come back in her body. And she came alive. In the revival meeting, I had her... And Demas here to testify they were dead, but they were raised from the dead. Jesus said, you can do it. You can do it. No, 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 that time is over. No, it may be over for you, but not for God. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. Come on, somebody. My word, you will do it. You can do it. But Satan tries to steal the thing that faith comes by hearing. And hearing is by the word of God. Fears comes by hearing. And hearing is through CNN, continual negative news, and the radio, and the newspaper, and brother and sister, sandpaper, and negative. They will always feed you why you cannot do it. Now stop listening. There's a message that I've preached all over the world. Stop listening to the lies of the devil right now. Say, I am not going to listen to any negative thing. My God, I am going to listen to the word of God. And here Jesus said, the sower went out to sow. And then certain things happened. Now... He says in verse 18 of Matthew 13, listen then to the meaning of the parable of the sower. 
Seed comes, it's the word. What do I do this morning? What does Pastor Peter, Dr. Peter, and Dr. Anita do? And what does Pastor Leah, Pastor Maria, they, they sow, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Natasha. When we hear a word, it's the sower, sow the seed. And that seed depends of the condition of my heart. I I came through a very difficult time, uh, 10th of July this year. Uh, everything about my life changed suddenly. And, uh, and your mind is a different story. So there's times that I have to fight with my mind. My heart is okay. But it's when this coconut start. Because Satan wants you to read the wrong message. One phone call. One doctor's diagnosis. One bank manager called. Now, don't worry, the bank manager didn't call me or whatever. But it can change your entire outlook on tomorrow. The pastor and his wife decide to hire one of these mobile buses to go on a week vacation in America. And he said to her, let's rent this bus. Then we can travel through the United States and sleep over in, they've got RV parks. The day when the guy went to, the pastor went to rent this vehicle the guy who rent him the bus because that's their job, tell him about everything about this vehicle. Did you ever drive one before? No. Did you ever? No, no. He said, okay, there's certain things I need to tell you to be very aware of. He said, and I gave him all the instruction. He said, but here's a little red light. If it's green, it's safe. But when the red comes on, it means the sewage tank are full. It's got a mobile toilet in. He said, and then what you need to do, you need to go to the RV park, and they've got certain sections where you connect, but you need to pump air in to release whatever is in the tank to come out. You take this hose that's there, and you... Let it in the hole. So they were traveling, traveling, and suddenly a little alarm goes on and the red light. And he said to his wife, he said, oh, and she said, what's that? He said, I know exactly what that is. So they pull in an RV park and they found this release place. And... Uh, he tells his wife, he said, we need to put air in 
There's a switch that you put on and then air will be pumped in. And he said, let me read the, the, the instruction. And he said to her, oh, it's three bar. He said, you stand on the side and watch where the pipe goes in. I'll be on this side where I connect the pipe and I'll watch the tank. Suddenly the tanks start blowing up and become bigger and bigger. And he said to her, honey, the, the thing is blowing up. She said, well, you said three bar. And we now just passed the one bar. And the next moment, a brand new RV pulled in right next to them. Between them is this whole sewage hole thing. And the guy climbed, climbed out with a suit and he wiped off his bus. And suddenly the unexpected happened. He said, Lovey, how much air did we pump in? And he was still asking her. And she said, it's only on two bar. He said, the miraculous happened. Supernatural. Instigated by the devil. That pipe that was in the main sewerage suddenly came out like a snake and stand like this and start blowing all the sewage around. And the neighbors next door, the guy, the doors was open and the sewage is over the man, over the wife with her hair and blow into their RV. And he said, Put off the pump, but it's too late. He said, that pipe, I've never seen a mamba can go like this in the speed. And where it goes, it spray everything with whatsoever is in the sewage. He said, that owner was vicious. He said he wiped the body putty off his eyes. He said the smell. He said this guy, he said I'm taking you to court. He said I never even let something in else reach. He said that's why I stopped continually to wipe off the bumpers. He said this is my precious baby. He said and you ruined everything. And he said, when he looked at his wife, he realized she needs wiper blades on her glasses because everything was brown from the top of her head. He said, and he knew he was in big trouble. What they did wrong, it says 0 0.0. .0 Three. He said, and he must read 
the instruction. And the instruction that they overread or misread caused a lawsuit. His wife, he said, she stink like I've never smelled something stink. He said she was so angry she wants to divorce him because of one little mistake of misreading the instruction. Now here Jesus explained to us, Satan has certain weapons. He wants you to be timid, to be defeated, to be hopeless. While God looks at you as a powerful vessel filled with the Holy Ghost, washed in the blood, set in heavenly places, crowned with glory. God looks at you if you are a ruling king on the face of the earth. Come on. You are a prophet of your life by prophesying the word that helped us, Darren helped us to say, I am what the word says I am. I can do. That was birth in 1979. Uh, God helped me to create this thing that you hear now in different churches all over the world. Because I was defeated, I was a pastor, I was actually then a disaster. And uh, I used that scriptures to get me out of my condition back in a position to be seated. Now Jesus explained, and my 10 minutes is over, so he's a typical African. He said, listen to then the meaning of the parable of the sower. While anyone is hearing, anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom and does not grasp and comprehend it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. So what's my key? I must listen, people. I must hear the word, my word, and I must be obedient to the word. I must understand the word. Otherwise, Satan comes and snatch that word away. You are... What the word says you are. Say, I am what the word says I am. Say, I can do what the word says I can do. I will achieve what the word says I will achieve. And I can have what the word says I can have. He says, my word, if you don't understand that concept, Satan, remember Genesis 3. He wants you to say, I serve God. But he doesn't want you to say, I'm serving the Lord God. The Lord means he's a ruler. My time is not my own. I make my decisions with God. Come on, somebody. I only manage this life on God's behalf because I'm God's possession. He says, and uh, this is what was sown along the roadside. As for what was sown on thin rocky soil, this is he who hears the word and at once welcomes and accepts it with joy. Yet it has no real root in him, but it is temporary. My gosh, I have so many people 
One week they say, this is what God, God said, I must be at loft. Or God said, here my develop, there, this is the door. And three weeks later, they say, well, God decide he changed his mind. A lady came, she said, I know the Bible said, but God told me different. I said, I know it's Casper. I, I know you heard from some source, but it's not the God source. Come on, somebody. Because when you hear from God, God knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything about us. And God doesn't make mistakes. God didn't say marry him. And now you hate him. And you say, why did God tell me? No. Because when he was young, he looks like John Claude from Dumb. Now that he's older, you say, oh, I just tolerate him. I just tolerate him because he looks like the Playboy Mansions guy now. No, it was not God that made, let you make mistakes. God said, I want to lead you in all truth. The Holy Spirit only leads and guides you in all truth. God doesn't have zigzag stories. He leads you always to progress, to be a giant, to grow in maturity, to be whatever God wants you to be. But I need the word. It must get root. In other words, it must go deep so that when the storms come, that you'll be like the cedar of Lebanon and you'll be like the palm tree. My word, it's, it, the life can bend you, but after the storm, after Katrina, that palm trees there in New Orleans stand straight. They may have lost a few branches, but they stand straight up again. That's God's desire. And the scripture says, who are they who are planted in the house? Not potted. Listen. He says, for the hears the word and at once welcome and accept with joy. Yet it has no real root in him, but it's temporary, inconstant, last but a little while. And when affliction, hear the weapons, or trouble, or persecution comes on account of the word. What comes? Persecution comes. <laughs> My word. And trouble comes and affliction because of the word. At once he is caused to stumble. He is repelled and begins to distrust and desert him whom he ought to trust and obey. And he falls away. There's more backsliders this morning outside the church than in every church in South Africa or in the world. Because of this principle. Tell your neighbor, say, grow, baby, grow. Say, you must grow. Say, plant it. Let the roots go deep down. My word. <laughs> My word. This is powerful. And then he says, for those that were sown amongst the thorns, there's he who hears the word. But the cares, covet, economy, what bricks say and what brak say and what brakanyan say, but the cares of the world. 
and the pleasure and the delight and glamour and deceitfulness of riches choke and suffocate the word, then it yields no fruit. So what is Satan afraid that you will bear fruit? That's why he brings the cares of the world. If he cannot succeed by stealing the word immediately out of your heart, he will try. I had people say, when I serve the world, I never had this affliction and this persecution. Know that I serve God. Everybody is against me. My mother-in-law, my mother-outlaw, my sister-in-law, my family, my husband, everybody. I said, you are in the Bible. Satan's way how to get the word out of your life. And if he doesn't succeed with affliction and with persecution and uh, all this nonsense, then he said, let me bring the cares of the world that everybody start worry. Most people, if they don't worry, they worry. Why don't they worry? Okay, you'll get that later. Because worry is part of the nature. There's nothing that you and I can change if God doesn't change it and gives us the word to change it. That's the strategy of the enemy. Now say he cannot succeed with the cares of the world. Then his next step is he brings in the pleasure and the delight and the glamour and the deceitfulness of riches. And I've seen people chase stuff. God wants you to be blessed. He, he, he wants you to be so blessed, but he doesn't want the stuff to possess you. If you have it, that's fine. But don't let it have you. Come on, somebody. He says, because what does he want to do? He says, this last weapons will choke and suffocate the word, and it yields no fruit. We're living in a time frame where the church, the believers over the world, has never been so fruitless like we've seen right now. It's all about the evil trinity, if I can just survive, if I can just make it. No, Jesus' nature was care for other people. Love other people. Lay your life down for other people. If you know how serious it is between heaven and hell, then you will snatch people out of the hell because it's never about me and I. Help me. You know Elvis Presley? You know he was Assemblies of God, Pentecostal boy, filled with the Spirit. If he sing, how great thou art, you get goosebumps. And then the parable of the sower came in his life. And he died of an overdose. He looked like a bullfrog of drugs. That same Pentecostal boy. Why? Satan's strategy. 
He knows how powerful you are. And he brings blockages in our mind because your mind is the, the axle between the spirit and the natural world. If the devil can mess up your mind, you mess up your life. Who controls your mind controls your footsteps. Help me. Then he said, this is so powerful. And for those that were sown in good soil, he who hears the word, that's what God is looking. That's what the open heaven is about. This is what the conference is about. This is how you're going to end strong in 2023. You don't need to end as you are right now. You, it's much better in your tomorrow than in your... Uh, I, I cannot end. <laughs> no, 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 no. But what I'm like that, I want to end strong. So that when you enter into 2024... You'll be that giant of the Lord. Musicians can come. He says, And for what was sown in good soil, to you hears the word, grasp and comprehends it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundred times as much as was sown, in another sixty times as much, and in another thirty. Gustav, what must I do? Protect your heart more than anything that must be protected. Because start walking and living in sync with heaven. In other words, move as God is moving in Matthew 6.33 principle. Seek ye first the kingdom. Sometimes it's hard to make decisions between the world and seeking, putting the kingdom first. I was thinking, and I'm, I played rugby when I was younger, and I was in um, sports and all kinds of stuff, and I was a karate champ until the Pentecostals got hold of me, and uh, all kinds of stuff. But I was watching. People put pictures of Tiger Valley and Century City and the waterfront. And I saw people sitting here and watch the game. And I think if we can put, and it's great, but if we can put the same effort in, suddenly time, it's amazing how people say, why did the church keep so long on? was 10 minutes longer than last Sunday. I think if I was a vampire a newspaper interviewed me and say what would you have been if you were not a pastor? I said a hit man. She started writing. I said, no, you cannot put that in the newspaper because Helen Zillis sent the newspaper to me when she was the premier. She said, how a hitman from preaching 
I said, man, I want to help God and the devil to get rid of some people. There's no time, people, to be in a half-hearted relationship with God. He said, all what I want, if you can just put me first, if you can just love me more than anything, if I am first in your life, God speaking, then you will operate in divine order. But if you put me any other place in your life, the order in your life shift and you become in disorder. That's why Jesus said in that day, they will say, I healed the sick, cast out devils, raised the dead. He will say, go away from me. I never knew you. That word never knew you is you never had an intimate relationship with me. It's all about our hearts. God wants you to come out of that narrow place or the place called stuck. I speak a lot about that. Move out of the small world. Move into a bigger dimensions where God's going to use you as the voice to impact and change lives. And this morning in this building, let the parable of the sower, one time Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, you don't understand nothing about life because you are building a house on a rock or on stony ground. The acid test is when the storms come. When people misunderstand you. When false accusations come. When people say the nastiest things about you. Remember, Satan is afraid of you. He's the father of lies and the father of fear. And the only way how he can get you out of your position seated is to create a condition of circumstances that your mind will start getting messed up and you believe the lie above the truth. A person came to me and said, Another believer, I don't like you. I said, I know you don't like me. But you know why you don't like me? Because you live out of other people's opinion. I said, if you know me, you will see I'm fun to be around. You will like me. Because we allow destructive seed to come up here. Now this morning the altar call and his powerful men and women of God is to say, God, anoint my head with fresh oil on this last Sunday in October, the last Sunday of this open heaven, so that I can be a mover and a shaker 
It's not how you feel right now. It's what God wants to activate in your life. So that you can move in great dimensions of the greatness of God. And then God does things the exceedingly, the abundantly. What Pastor Lee was talking about the next year. My word, that's so powerful. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, it's according to the power worketh in you. God made you a Ferrari V12. And he doesn't want you to operate as a lawnmower with a one cylinder. He wants all 12 cylinders that you will operate. And I preach that thing while the preacher is preaching and we excited and clap our hands. That V12 opens up and you go, vroom, pa, 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 pa. But when you walk out here, you go, purpur, 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 purpur. No, no. He wants you the unmeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his powers in you and for you so that you can work the works of Jesus. A man died on this parking lot in the revival services. It was a Sunday night. This place was packed. People ran out to resurrect him and he came in and testified. God wants to use you that you can do it. Say, I can do it. I can do it. It's possible you can do it. And when you make that quality decision, your circumstances can change like this. In a split of a second, everything about you. And if you're that person this morning to say good stuff, I make that quality decision. If you don't know Jesus, this is your morning. If you're a backslider, it's time to slide back to God. But if you're on fire for the Messiah, say, I need the power source. I need somebody where to agree. It will be done. I need somebody to agree with me. My word that can anoint my hands, that can lay their hands on me so that I can work the works of Jesus and greater works. There's a family you're going through, two families this morning. Now, I don't know. Uh, it's not stories I know. I'm telling you by the Spirit. You're going through a very difficult patch right now in your life. The whole family, and it's you that God wants to help to transform your situation like this. Where are you? Where's that family? There's two families here this morning. I know sometimes we shy and yes, I could have come and fetch you. Where's the other family? Come to the front. Ask the pastors to come. God's going to change your situation. There's another family. Come family. I speak life and the provision of God over you too over this whole family in the mighty name of Jesus the living Christ now the other family if you're here you still can come there they come there they come bring wifey comes Jesus 
Jesus. Now, I didn't know it. I'm telling you by the Spirit, this is your turning point. Come, pastors. Come and help us pray. Come and help us pray. Come and lay hands. Hallelujah. Is Adele here, Tash? Come here quickly, Tash. Every other person in this building this morning that say, I'm that person that I need somebody to pray. I'm going to work the works of Jesus and greater works. Jesus. Any other person that say, Jesus, I want to be that person. I want to heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, speak in your tongues. I'm going to work the works of Jesus and greater works. Just come, just come, just come. This is your morning. 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 Let's pray with them. Let's lay hands on them. This is your morning in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. Hallelujah. That's right. Just come. Say, I'm going to work the works of Jesus and greater works. I'm going to be that vessel. I want boldness to go and come in me. Boldness of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Dr. Anita, if you can come and help. Yes, come and help pray. Come. Come and help pray. Help pray. Help pray. Help pray. Jesus, oh, just the mention of your name. Jesus, 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 fresh, fresh, fresh this morning. Just the mention of your name. It's your breath. Come here, lovey, stay here. There's two families just stay here. The two families just stay here. families to show you that God loves you and that he's going to break this and this burden upon you I'm going to give you each 2,000 rand to go and eat 
take her to the best place today with your family. You let your husband take you to the best place to demonstrate to Satan. You're not under the curse. You have come in freedom. And you will see what God's going to do. This family touch. It's a sign that the yoke has been broken. It's broken. Take every limitation of your mind. You're not a bad man. The devil is a liar. And you're going to break through. While I was standing here, the Lord said, do this. They're going to bring for you as well. And say, devil, it stops today. We're coming out of that narrow place that we are in a bad shape. And you break out into the power of God. Let's give the Lord a hand. They're going to bring it now to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can sit so long. Just when she comes, she's going to ask. She will come to you now. Isn't God amazing? Tell your neighbor, say, God is amazing, God. Don't miss tonight. It wasn't services like this that God said, give a person a car. Do this, do the next thing. The very thing you trust God is sometimes on your doorstep. And then you can miss it because you're not in the place and in the position. There were times that I didn't want to go to places and then I felt this urge. I walk in Absa Bank and a man came and he threw a bundle of notes like this, not small money, big money, on the counter while I was filling in a song, a form. He said, I've been sitting here the whole morning and waiting for you. They there, Tash, there, that side. And uh, I walked to him. I said, I don't need your money. He said, what? God told me. When I asked the security man, where's this man? They said, and I go always to the bank. They said, I just told somebody, you busy losing it up here. You speak to people that doesn't exist. Was the angel of the Lord. I can tell you of stuff that happened outside of the ordinary. And I've learned it's in God's house where you're going to break through, be planted like never before. Are you blessed this morning? Tell your neighbor, say, after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, it's another miracle this morning that we so finish so early. Hallelujah. So that you can come back. Dr. Piet, come and close in prayer for us. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love you. For you are the great God, the King of all kings that came to this world to rule and to reign, to bless, not to curse, but to take us into your glory, to lift us up 
to a higher place in our life. Lord, as this word went out, I saw a piece of land and a new place where you take your people and say, I give it unto you. I see properties coming to people which was far and outside the limitation has been taken away by the King of all kings, uh, by the mighty God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that you intervene in our life with your glory and with your grace. And now, Lord, I bless everyone in this place in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May the goodness of the blessing of the Father be in your hand and everything you touch will be blessed in the coming weeks, says the Lord. For I am your God and I will reveal myself unto you because you put your faith in me and I will be your God for now and forevermore, says the Lord. May the good Lord bless you. May the good Lord keep you. May the good Lord be with you. Don't miss tonight. Greet three people before you go out of this house. You greet three people and you bless them. You give them what God has given unto you. And say, I just want to bless you with the love of Christ in Jesus' name. See you at 6 o'clock tonight. God bless you.